Welcome to the Plant Cunning Podcast, where we explore a relationship to plants, other people, and the mysteries of nature. Coming to you from the High Allegheny Plateau in central New York, we are your hosts, A.C. Staubel and Isaac Hill. Episode 10, Pause and Reflect, with A.C. and myself. In this duo cast, we speak about our first year here at Cohosh Creek, our new farm. We talk about our rose, our thorn, and our buds. What our favorite things were this year, what our least favorite things were this year, and what we're looking forward to in the future. I talk a little bit about my recent isolation retreat, what that is, and the benefits of such. Give little plugs for AC's herbal products and my new album, well, kind of new album. And we ask for your feedback. Who your favorite guests were, what your favorite topics are, and what you'd like to see us explore in the future. Hope you enjoy. Well, hello, and welcome to our duocast. Yes, welcome, everyone. So it's our uh, 10th episode and our one-year anniversary at the farm. So we figured it'd be a good time to pause and reflect. Yeah, so we've been here at the farm for one year, and... Mm -hmm. We now have a name for the farm. We call it Cohosh Creek Herb Farm and soon-to-be Education Center. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's nice after being here for a year to really look back and think about the things that we, you know, are proud of, the things that we've done, and kind of renew our sense of wonder at this place. Um, yeah. So, Isaac, what's some of the things that you learned about? this land and um this place well uh first of all it's a lot colder than the climate that i'm used to um it's zone 5a on the uh, usda maps but it used to be considered zone 4 and it's kind of in between i'm not really quite sure if it's 5a or 4b and that's pretty cold (laughs) we had a uh it was apparently a very mild winter last winter, uh, but it was more snow than you know I've, I've experienced before. But we also had a very short season this year. We had a late frost in June, June 13th, and a early frost in September, September 18th. <laughs> so that was a very, very short growing season. And I don't think it's usually that short. And we still grew a lot of stuff. Like, all the brassicas were fine through the fall. But, you know, that's that's as, as far as we had tomatoes and all those warm weather crops. So that's getting that's a, that's a bit to get used to. Yeah, even for me coming from the Hudson Valley, which is only two hours away, um, they're, they're about two weeks ahead of us in the spring and a few weeks behind us being out here. So it's definitely something to get used to. But I also love traveling in the winter. And so, you know, maybe we'll get used to having a longer season to to travel and to explore you know yeah if we can well you know maybe. If we can never travel again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it was cool too for me to um, spend more time in the gardens than I would normally have um, I, I sell my herbal products that I make at festivals or farmers markets almost every weekend in the season and so this year I didn't have very many at all I had three festivals total so that meant a lot more time to be developing new products and to be um, working in the garden and working on the house. And we're getting our 
certified kitchen built, which has been an all-year project. It's really cool to see that in its final stages with drywall up and about to install floors and put the sink in and things like that. So yeah, we were able to really put a lot more time into the house and the gardens than normally. Yeah, we grew a lot this year. We did. A lot. Our neighbor uh, has a tractor and plowed fields for a very reasonable price. And that's another thing that's been really cool is getting to know the neighbors out here. We have Amish neighbors down the road, uh, 84-year-old former artist and beatnik. Uh, he still is an artist, but he's, I guess he might still be considered a beatnik. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's right. Up, he's, uh, he's one of our neighbors. And yeah, yeah all really the, cool family Yeah, down the road that's um, been offering us some meat from the venison that they've been harvesting and yeah um, yeah super generous and been very cool good good meat too yeah so there's all there's a lot of wild abundance out here and getting to know this land has been really wonderful uh, we had mushrooms all year we had a chanterelles uh chicken of the woods morels. Reishi. yeah morels yeah the morels were amazing uh in this old apple orchard that yeah. was also a really fun part for me too mm-hmm. is we have this ancient apple orchard it's all overgrown and I don't know if I can you know fix it up but um, it does have a lot of amazing apples uh, so I can graft those onto onto some root stalks yeah it was cool to watch Isaac going around to the different apple trees throughout the forest and coming back and being like okay this one came from this tree try this one and then try this one and there was like golden delicious apples and sour ones and sweet ones and so we kind of have our favorites flagged for next year yeah um i, I couldn't id some of them but yeah yeah and next to the apple trees it's basically like every other tree is an apple tree and a hawthorn tree along this one edge and the hawthorns produce a lot of flowers this year and i was able to make a lot of um, medicine from the flower and then some from the berry the birds kind of beat me to the berries but i'll be on it next year <laughs> yeah and speaking of berries we had so many blackberries and raspberries yeah. red raspberries black raspberries that was pretty sweet yeah like this whole perimeter on the other side is maple trees and then raspberries and blackberries and a few black caps yeah we started off the year in uh in the late winter with maple syrup so we have all these sugar maples and we we tapped those and boiled them down with chaga and reishi. Yeah, made some chaga so, reishi syrup. That was so that was good. great. Yeah, it was really good. So yeah. sometimes um, we do this thing called the rose and thorn and bud. And so the rose is something that is your your favorite thing, maybe from an experience from, you know, in our case, we're talking about our whole year. So um, your favorite experience or something that stands out from this year and then the thorn would be something that is your least favorite thing and then the bud being something that is happening next that you're you're looking looking forward forward to to. yeah so so Isaac what was your rose and thorn well I would say that my rose was finding a wild ginseng out in the woods and I can't I can't tell you which woods (laughs) it was a woods that's close to here and is you know legal to to uh hike but not to harvest and i didn't harvest it but i've never actually met a wild ginseng so that was that was really cool and i i went out specifically to see if i could find could find some and yeah that was amazing it was, mm-hmm. it was really cool to meet the ginseng mm-hmm. out there in the natural habitat yeah you were glowing yeah <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun it was like a a journey kind mm-hmm. of thing 
Um, so that was my rose. And there were a lot of other great things that happened too. Yeah. But that was probably my, well, the thing that I think about right now that's my mm-hmm. favorite. Right. <laughs> uh, my thorn would probably be, well, um, I had all these shows scheduled over the spring and summer and they all got canceled and I haven't been able to make as much money this year as I would have liked to <laughs> mm-hmm. as a musician. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of a, a disappointment. I'm trying to find other ways to, to make money, but. You know, that's the way it goes. There are a lot of people who are a lot worse off than I am, so I'll count my blessings. Um, yeah. And the bud, well, I've, uh, I'm have i really excited about building a greenhouse. That is going to be really important, especially for this cold climate. And, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, to propagate stuff in, to, I'll, I'll, you know, have, have be able to have some sunlight in the winter. And that kind of goes into the making money aspect too, because you'd love to be selling some of the plants that you propagate and start yeah. a nursery business, but you need the space. You need the greenhouse for that. Yeah, the nursery, you know, nursery business is in the in the long term plan, um, but you know, you don't you don't really have all the infrastructure for that yet. I have grown a lot of plants this year, but mostly to mm. plant here. You know, so seaberry and aronia, mm. Rosa rugosa pawpaws that kind of stuff grew a lot of that and i may be offering some of those you know in the future like the pawpaws and apples and stuff but uh yeah i need to need to work on the infrastructure there's a lot to do but it's a lot of fun yeah mm-hmm. so how about you what's what's your rose and your thorn and your bud well my let's see the rose is hard because there's so many um I guess I'll start with my thorn. My thorn was when I burnt a batch of salve. And it might not seem like that big of a deal, but when I make salve, I make like 500 tins at a time in this big salve melter. And so it's it was just like pretty sad for me to um, realize that the knobs were like turned all the way and, and not actually registering the temperature. And then the whole thing was just like dark and stinky and so I couldn't use it, wasted those materials, wasted those herbs that I grew. So that was my thorn. <laughs> um, yeah. And that definitely kept me in a sour mood for a little while. And then my rose is, um, let's see, I guess the thing that I'm thinking about that I'm most grateful for right now is the fact that so many of my friends did come, th- come through. They came to visit um, when I moved in not knowing anyone in this area and it being hours from my social networks and other places, I was very worried that it would feel isolating and that I would not have any guests come here, but they came. I had, you know, people come from California, which was probably the highlight of my summer. Um, and other friends, you know, coming through on their way to other places or just to come and visit. And so that was that was my rose was, you know, yeah, seeing d- my friends. Despite the pandemic. <laughs> despite the pandemic too. Yeah, that's a, it was a big thing. So it's funny that my rose is like the people and Isaac is like the plant person and he's like the ginseng. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love my people too, but I love my yeah. plants. <laughs> yeah. yeah we we both, we both love our plants and people. And then I guess my bud is, um, I've been working really hard on creating a website for Cohosh Creek Herb Farm over the last few months, and I'm going to be releasing it soon, and it's also going to be a home for the Plant Cunning podcast where folks can download episodes and read more about each episode. Um, 
And that's something that I'm really excited about launching soon. So those are all really good, uh, good tidbits, hmm. takeaways from the year. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to think back and like summarize, you know? Yeah, it is. But it's, yeah, I think it's important to take some time to reflect. Yeah, for sure. I actually, I just spent, um, some, some time in isolation a few weeks ago and that's something I'd like to share with, with folks. Um, this is a practice that I've been doing for a long time. I think my first isolation was actually over my 21st birthday. I did seven days at Richard Rose's farm in West Virginia alone. And it's, um, I think it's a very valuable practice and it's not commonly talked about. Like, uh, like when I'll say, say I'm going to do isolation retreat people, first thing they usually say is like Vipassana and I mean, in a way it's like, like a Vipassana retreat, but, um, it's the, the focus of like a meditation retreat is meditation. So the, you're meditating, you know, 10 hours a day or something like that. And I've done, I've done retreats like that, uh, where I was meditating, you know, eight, 10 hours a day and focused on, on, on that. But for an isolation retreat, it's more about letting the, uh, letting yourself get really, really bored Hmm. and letting all those thoughts and things that don't usually come up in your consciousness to come up and bubble up. Uh, so I, I spent, uh, eight days and nine nights at the TAT center in North Carolina on, drove down, you know, driving down and driving back was also part of it too. Like I, you know, spending 10 hours in the car, uh, without any, any podcasts or music or anything else. And just, you know, focused on that, on driving and, and my, my thoughts and so on. And then I, so I spent those days, um, alone and I only brought two books. They're small books and I had already, I had already read them. So there wasn't anything, you know, to like for my mind to latch onto, <laughs> Um, and I, I, you know, I, I stuck up at my meditation practice and meditated a little bit more than usual, but, uh, a lot of it was just, um, letting myself get really bored and, and seeing what comes up and, uh, and yeah, you get a little deeper understanding, like an intuitive understanding of yourself, you know, you're spending time with yourself. So that was very valuable for me. Um, and it, it's also a, a like a, a reset and a, uh, a maintenance thing. So I got to, I fasted for the first day and then for the rest of the the week, I, I just ate probably less than 500 calories and, and finished in the early afternoon. So I didn't eat dinner, um, you know, intermittent fasting. So I ate a lot less than I usually do. And it really shows you how little calories you really need. Um, and I was hiking, you know, too, I was walking around this, the little, the, the hiking trail they have there. And, uh, I was using, I was using calories. Um, but I, I, it makes you realize how much, well, it made me realize how much I eat that I don't really need to eat, (laughs) you know, how much eating is emotional eating really for me. Um, so it's a good maintenance for me too. really spend some time in, in that way. So I try to do that once a year or so, and I was really, uh, blessed to be able to do that this year. Um, cause you know, it, taking that, that amount of time away from all my other obligations is, you know, uh, hard, but at the same time, like that's a really high priority for me is my, my spiritual path. So I, I made that happen. So that's, that's something that I, you know, we did recently that I wanted to share and, 
Um, if people are interested in, in isolations, uh, there are some resources I can point you to if you if you want to get in contact with me. Um, I think they're you know again a valuable practice that aren't isn't talked about very often. Even just like a day or two alone, it can be very valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You came back looking amazing. I have to say, <laughs> like our friend Wesley was here for for dinner, and he's like, "What did you cut your beard?" Or like, "You look, you're glowing, man. You look great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was actually. I mean, on my on my end, um, it was actually really nice for me too to have two weeks at the farm where. Um, I could focus on projects that I wanted to do or just, you know, relax um, and also have some quiet and alone time. So, yeah, I kind of feel like I want to get into that practice more to myself. Yeah. Have it be a yearly or maybe twice a year thing. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I did this year was I put an album out in uh, the spring. I put it out in April, actually, but I didn't get physical copies until uh, this summer, uh, actually this fall. And uh, so I've got copies of it. It's called Allegheny Elegies. And if you're interested in buying some albums, I would, you know, that would be great. <laughs> uh, you can you can PayPal the hills and the rivers at gmail.com, and I'll put the link down there too. And you can find it on Bandcamp too at thehillsandrivers.bandcamp.com and email the hills and rivers at gmail.com you know i'll spell out the hills and the rivers um with your address and i'll i'll send it to you i'm selling them for 15 bucks uh including shipping so that's something i figured i should let everyone know if they're uh you know they want to get a little present for someone <laughs> and then ac you also have a lot of good uh gift gifts yeah, this is um, the season for me. There are, a lot of folks are interested in the herbal remedies because they really do make nice stocking stuffers or gifts for folks. Um, I make skin soothing salves with calendula and comfrey and organic oils and local beeswax that are really awesome for just a daily moisturizer as well as for like a first aid application on cuts and bruises and burns and scrapes and eczema and things like that. Something I use every day, so... I can definitely recommend it. <laughs> yeah, they're really good salves. Yeah. Um, and then the muscle rub that I make is mm, similar. It's a, a blend of oils and beeswax, but the herbs in it are more for aches and pains. So I use arnica, which is a great analgesic or pain-relieving herb, and some yarrow, which is anti-inflammatory, comfrey, which is, again, is great on bruises, and then some cayenne, which is stimulating and brings the blood flow to the area and activates the other herbs. And has essential oils of cinnamon clove, which makes a really nice smell. So don't use that on mucous membranes. Yeah, it's it's uh, can be a little tingly on the lips or eyes or, you know, yeah, soft don't, parts. Don't yeah. let massage turn into like sexy massage time without like washing your hands from the cayenne. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, I have lip balms and I've got uh, sprays that are... Um, like a room and body spray, kind of like a natural perfume, but I've been using it a lot on my masks when I go out into town, if I just need like a reset after I get into the car from a box store or something like that. Having a little woodland blend spray um, with balsam fir and cedar and peppermint or just like a plain lavender spray has been really soothing. I also make tinctures, which are herbal extracts and alcohol that 
uh, you can take internally to help with different ailments. So I have digestive bitters, I have immune boosting blends, I have anxiety reducing, a blend that I made for COVID times called Ease Your Mind, which is soothing to the, the stress that is related to to COVID also has some antivirals in it. So I really thought of the people that are working out in the public every day and just need a little something to help them to relax and soothe. So the easier mind is good for those folks or really anyone who's kind of stressed about COVID. And then we also have uh, simples. We we got a bunch, we grew some ashwagandha this year, which was really turned out really good. So we made ashwagandha tincture. Um, and then, as you're saying, hawthorn tincture. Hawthorn tincture and elderflower and elderberry and burdock and um, many, many, many other sim- simples. Uh, ginkgo and shisandra and dandelion and reishi. Yeah. So, yeah, feel free to um, check out the site for the herbal extracts um, as well as the skin soothing salves and muscle rubs and lip balms and things like that. Um, yeah, so you can check out my products. We'll put the link to my website, travelingherbfarmer.com, in the link area below. Yeah, and usually at this time of the year, you're doing like a week a market every weekend, but obviously that <laughs> that isn't really doing it this year. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm pretty much done for markets for the year. Most of them are transitioning to being indoor markets, so they're just getting canceled rather than the outdoor ones that we had this fall. Um, yeah, so selling things to friends and family has been keeping my business going and I really appreciate everyone who's been um, getting consultations from me and buying products for me um, well, yeah that's another thing if you if you want to do an herbal consult consultation you're open for that too yeah absolutely I'd be happy to talk to anyone um, who's listening about their health and yeah and maybe even suggest some herbs that might be useful or other lifestyle or dietary changes or um yeah just sometimes just lending a listening ear and being there for someone when they need someone to talk to can be extremely helpful in healing and really like reformat how we think about our our health so I am available for sliding scale consultations so if um yeah, if folks need it and they don't have money, that's I'm still here for you because <laughs> I've been there and I know how that goes. So, yeah, yeah. So we'd also like to um, ask our listeners for feedback on our episodes so far. We have a lot of people to interview in the future. Uh, we have a lot of people on our list, and we've sent a lot of emails out and and so on. But we'd like to hear from you who you'd like to see us interview. What did you like about the these episodes and what did you not like and what were your favorite topics now we want to explore this whole intersection of herbalism healing plant work uh, gardening homesteading spirituality magic all of these things Um, and we don't want to sacrifice you know one side of that for another side but it would be helpful to to see what what direction you're most interested in Um, whether it's like the more practical stuff or like the more esoteric stuff, yeah, let us know. You can uh, email us at plantcunning at gmail.com for your feedback, and we'd really appreciate any feedback. And, of course, we'd also appreciate if you share this with your networks, uh, these 
these episodes because uh, we're we're very we're happy that we you know finally got this podcast going. We're excited for all of the guests that we will be having in the future, and uh, I think it's a it's a fun thing to do. So we want to keep doing it. Yeah, it's been it's been a real highlight for me this year as well. Um, just starting the podcast and getting to talk to all these cool people. Yeah, we've been talking about doing a podcast for a really long time, um, but we finally, you know, went ahead and did it. And of course, I think a lot of other people had that idea too. <laughs> uh, and also, everyone, you know, we had to wait for this mic that we're using right now for like <laughs> five months. You know, we ordered it, and they're out of stock. You know, everyone's out of like all of the audio equipment because everyone's doing everything online now. Mm-hmm. But we stuck it out. We in. We made the interviews. We're really scared to, to start doing it, but we, we went ahead and did it. So Yeah, it definitely has been pushing me beyond my comfort zone in some mm-hmm. ways, just getting my, my voice out there. Um, I'm not quite used to that, but we've been getting some good feedback from folks, and we really appreciate it. So thank you all for listening, and thank you for being a part of this this podcast, which is one of the most exciting things that we are um, embarking on. Yeah, thank you for listening to this thank you very much I, you know we wouldn't really it wouldn't be a podcast without people to listen to it <laughs> so and, and I hope that, you, that you're getting something out of it I try you know there's a lot of different kinds of podcasts out there um, but my, my hope for this is to offer practical knowledge to people and that I think that's an important important thing so yeah thank you and uh, goodbye Thanks, (laughs) y'all. Bye.